Welcome to Chapter 1 of Health System CIO's interview with Dr. Ansi Thomas, CIO at Episcopal Health Services. In this segment, we talk about the enormous transformation the IT organization is undergoing, starting with basic maintenance, how she's working to change both the mindset and the perception of IT, and the critical role CIOs play in helping executive leaders shape their vision. So I think the best place to start is with an overview of the organization. Now, it's St. John's Episcopal Hospital, but that's part of Episcopal Health Services. How does that work? Episcopal Health Services, it's uh, based out in Far Rockaway, New York, um, but St. John's Episcopal Hospital is the main hub, if you will. It's the, a full-service, 257-bed community hospital. The Episcopal Health Services branch is like about 10 physician practices. There's residency fellowship programs here, and we're the only hospital currently serving the Rockaway Peninsula in Queens with about 2,000-plus medical and administration staff. And so it's evolved. So right now it's, it's the hospital and the um, practice as a growing ambulatory presence in the, in the Rockaway Peninsula here in Queens. Okay. And in terms of that patient population, I can imagine pretty densely populated, but then also really pretty diverse as far as uh, patients. We have a very diverse patient population, mix of different payers, you know, heavily Medicaid, Medicare payer mix. And, you know, I think one of the great things about the Rockaways is it's really a mix from a lot of different people. We're right by JFK also. So there's a lot of people who've coming from other countries who are settling here in this area. There's also a large nursing home and a, um, adult home presence here. So geriatrics is a, a really big service here at the hospital. And so that's one of the biggest initiatives, I think, DISRUP, which is part of that Medicaid redesign program, also to kind of address some of the healthcare disparities that are associated with our type of community and the level of service, and also because we are one of the last standing hospitals in this area. So a lot of challenges, but a lot of unique pathology and opportunity in terms of patients from a clinical perspective, definitely. Right. And in terms of having a portion of underserved patients, certainly that comes with challenges, but it seems like that's really a core part of the organization's philosophy in, in terms of making sure that everyone who needs care is able to receive it. Absolutely, yeah. We've had a big change in leadership and management, I want to say, in the last three years. At the executive level, the, the Episcopal Diocese, that's the overarching branch of the organization, had made some efforts to address some of the management change and things like that. And that's what was part of their strategic focus, because I think being in a financially strapped or a situation, sometimes there are decisions that are made that the health system perceives to be avoidable investments. And sometimes it makes things very difficult when you tr then try to address patient care and things like that, because you haven't seen where those decisions around fi the financial implications actually affect patient care maybe 10 years down the line after making some of those decisions. So um, the organization has made a lot of investments, especially recently in changing management, making different decisions around technology, around um, patient care services that I think are really helping the organization to be in a better place immediately and also five years or 10 years from now that this organization is going to be a, a stronger one for sure. Okay. So I'm sure a really interesting time to be part of, of an organization that's looking to, to make all these changes and improvements. Yeah, definitely. It's been about over a year ago when I took the role as CIO. I had previously, I've worked here as a as family medicine resident and graduated as chief resident and then kind of got recruited into the IT department as one of my informatics electives that I was doing um, in family medicine. 
and eventually became the chief medical information officer and then most recently the chief information officer. So I've had a lot of history here at the hospital. And really what that's done for me is create kind of a passion for what the organization is trying to do with the limited resources and kind of what their challenges have been for a very long time. And a little over a year ago when I took the role over as CIO, I think our organization was lagging with basic maintenance, avoiding needed upgrades of applications and infrastructure because of the perception maybe of the financial implications and the interruption of services our health system perceived to be avoidable. I think also our approach to asset management and security patches were also rudimentary. So we, we made some immediate budget neutral decisions regarding monthly patching and rebooting. We also couldn't afford to hire staff in the ratios that other like larger organizations maybe have the ability to do so. So making strategic decisions around moving folks around into positions where their skills would be better leveraged was one of the keys to enhancing our services very quickly and developing a scope of services and a catalog and and just kind of some of those basic things to help clarify expectations with not only new executive management, but other departments so they could understand, hey, we intend to grow and improve, but this is where we are exactly right now and we need some time to get there. I think that was really key in helping people understand that technology was trying to be a part of the solution of getting them to a different stage, if you will, in this new patient-driven environment that they were trying to create. And I was very fortunate to have a very diverse, great mix of directors and managers on my leadership team. Um, Some of them have worked at other organizations in complex, larger organizations, and they recently migrated to us. And I also have nurses and other clinical staff who've worked in our organization for many years and really understand that end user frustration and kind of what the end users were experiencing. So that balance of having both of those kinds of experiences on our team was really key for us to all sit together and gain a proper understanding understanding of how the current technology that was at St. John's, how it was working or not working, and understanding how those tools would or wouldn't affect the clinical workflows and what to insource, what to outsource. Um, And we really took a lot of time just sitting together and talking to each other to understand each of our perspectives. I think if we try to address all the liabilities and deficiencies and all the things that we saw wrong all at once, trying to do that thoughtlessly would really undermine our whole effort. And so that's kind of how we started about a year, a little over a year off with trying to address kind of what we needed to do at the organization. And we we made some immediate decisions to kind of do that and make sure that we were changing our team's mindset, IT leadership team, but are also the staff that had been here. We've had staff here that's been here for almost 30 years. And so sitting down and changing their mindset, educating our leadership team, and then making the investments, the financial investments and doing all of that stuff, that was kind of the order of how I guess we are on this road to change. Right. So with something like that where you know that there's so much that needs to be done and that this is really a long-term vision, How did you kind of start? What were some of the really early initiatives? I mean, were you looking for quick wins or how did that go? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things was for me coming from a clinical background, recognizing IT needed to adopt a different mindset maybe than traditionally what IT has been. Even just changing our name from information technology, we changed it to information technology and services. Just a small thing, but for me it was important for us to say it's not about giving you the tools, but it's also showing you how the tools work and we do provide a service to you. And I think for us it was about changing our team's mindset. They were used to me being as a CMIO or even a physician 
clinician informaticist previous to my CMIO role, but now being the lead of the entire IT team, they had to put a lot of trust in me. Somebody who my formal background is not in information technology. I needed to help us be on the same page that we needed to consistently engage ourselves as a team, as a leadership team, in workflow mapping and collaboration with operational teams like nursing, medical staff, the residents through graduate medical education, HR, the organizational learning development team, even in the planning stages of quote-unquote back-end technology. You know, that's not something they're used to. Like, they didn't ever have to worry about people's opinion about compute or storage or backups or networking that normally you wouldn't be engaging those teams. But we would educate and engage. And sometimes it was an uphill battle because they just want to walk into the hospital and see things run. But we knew that if we wanted to really get people along with our strategy, we would need to spend some time helping them to understand why the back end and front end is so important to making a lot of the new strategic decisions we needed to do. So after our teams got that full picture, we then made decisions around which applications to update, you know, updating our storage or network or backup systems, um, the decisions to leverage cloud technology, because we were kind of looking at it as not every hospital has the same, not even every community hospital, even in our kind of payer mix and where we are, can do the exact same things. We needed to see where are our operational leaders the strongest, where can we make quick wins with certain departments. Another thing we brought up was educating the leadership team. I think in this post-EHR implementation error and with the pay for performance and value-based care initiatives, there's this intense demand, and especially for our new leadership team that came in about three years ago, this intense demand for hospitals to harness data and to have all this data make them have insights into population health and quality. I think most leadership teams get fascinated or fixated on certain tools and technologies that are being implemented today in other hospitals and other organizations. And I think we were very aware that executive management or our leaders may jump to a solution before they even define what the problems they were trying to solve. So my role, especially as the CIO, was to help executive leadership shape the vision of what they wanted to see in technology and let them consider what what problems they were looking to address and then point them to the right technical solution. And we kept saying that, start with the workflow, start with the workflow all the time. I think they got very annoyed with us because that was like our mantra, you know, start with what workflow you are looking to change, what outcomes are you looking for, rather than starting with what technology is available. We had to stop that right in the beginning because people would just come in and say, oh, look, this vendor is telling us this technology is going to do that. And I'm like, but what are you trying to do? Do you you have the operational lines to even support what that outcome is supposed to do first because you're going to purchase a piece of technology that's going to sit on the shelf. I guarantee you in three years, you're going to say, why wasn't this deployed? You know? And so that was really a big one. We also needed to assist our management around choosing that data and analytics infrastructure. I think we needed it tightly aligned with the objectives of their strategic plan. So, I mean, we made decisions like moving our data to the cloud for storage, for enhanced security, but I think we were trying to also tell them about privacy management and computing tools that were available in that environment. But there's just basic things also about maybe this is not the right time to do that because we're not trying to be this larger organization. We're making smaller decisions and maybe this infrastructure is better for maybe the one to two year frame. And then three or four years from now, we can leverage some of the bigger solutions to improve our medical outcomes with different tools. So that was important for them to understand what can they invest in. And, and ultimately, after those kind of steps, getting our team to change their mindset, changing the operational leader mindset, and then educating our executive team mindset, I think then we made those decisions and we really got that buy-in from executive management and our board because then they understood where we were coming from, that we were on the same page with them. And then, you know, the financial investments, we upgraded our net- We're in the process, I should say. We're not completely done upgrading our network and telephony infrastructure, storage 
storage and compute investments for business continuity and disaster recovery objectives. We're currently engaged with a vendor to stand up a software-defined data center in upstate New York and also here at our primary site for better uptime and security, and ultimately to take advantage of some of the mobile technologies that we need to invest in. And so ultimately, that's what people see. They're like, oh, wow, you got the organization to invest you know, so much money that they never did for the past 10 to 15 years. But that's really a result, I think, of all the other things, what I talked about first, because yeah. if we had gone in with, hey, our infrastructure is 10 to 15 years old, and you guys haven't been doing this, this, and this, I don't think that they would have invested had they understood all of that ahead of time. So I think that's where me being clinical ultimately helped, because I was able to really speak to them the way that I understood it. I had to first understand it from my team to say, yeah, why do we need to upgrade our network and telephony infrastructure? Why do we need to make storage and compute investments right now? And why why do we need to worry about backups? Like, why can't we just update to the next application? And, you know, that was really a learning curve for me to understand. We're going to jump to a new application because it has all the bells and whistles. But guess what? Our back end is so sorely lacking. You're not going to see any actual improvement in connectivity or it's not going to move any faster because you have really lacked the investment in the back end. As yeah. I understood it, then I started educating my management team. So I think that's the first couple of steps that I took. I think that was really important in getting us the, those investments by the board and by our executive management. Right. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.